It's happy hour time. We got our man James back. We're going to be talking some F1 with a big race coming up this weekend. Let's go. Well, the top side streets are a dangerous place, so you better turn in to a credible face like this one. Yeah, this one. And I know he's not alone, and they're coming in hot. We got a lake so stand, and a guy who really likes baseball. I don't know why he likes baseball. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Third time today. We've got four of these. Four coming at you today. We're going to be doing some F1 now, uh, and then I'll be back at 4.30 Eastern for the last time this week uh, to do a little live before lock. It's the first time we're doing a so rare show, so if you're into that, get excited. But uh, right now, vroom, vroom, start the engines. Let's get James on here. What's going on, man? Hey, Mike, how's it going? You're the hardest working man in content. Uh, we're trying. We're trying. Uh but excited to do this, man. I feel like we've been, uh, I can't, it's been a couple of weeks, I think, with my schedule. I was out last Friday. Yep. Um, and I feel like we we missed a champion. <laughs> we, missed, we missed a couple two, of actually. Weeks. Two, that's right. Two champs. That's <laughs> right. Uh, but it, but excited to have you back on, man. What are, what's going on? Oh, no, much. It's been, yeah, it's been three weeks. Uh, we've had lots of news. Yeah, we've had a, a driver's champion uh, crowned and a constructor's champion crowned. Wow. And um, a death of a team leader and um, right. or a team owner and uh, other incidents that have, uh, you know, made uh, 22 the season that it is. And hey, tickets Ray, went on sale for the or tickets also went on sale for the for the Miami Grand Prix, too. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, there's been just like I, I maybe this is just like the first real season that I paid attention throughout like the entirety of the season. Uh, I feel like there's just way more storylines uh, outside of the race uh this this time around i feel like constantly stuff's coming up maybe that's not the case it's always like this but it has felt very uh drama driven story driven i would say well yeah the, the whole cost cap thing we've gone through now yeah and i would say i would just say we're getting more i don't think necessarily are more i think there's getting more more people are looking at them they're getting more coverage of it yeah, so go. more stuff that used to just be pit, pit lane chatter that yeah. wouldn't go beyond that it's kind of come out like i i used to, i have a good friend who was um who, who was an indycar official and I would get when I was, you know, when I kept track of him, I would get dirt from him on IndyCar stuff that you wouldn't necessarily get in the news. Yeah. Or they would show up in the news two or three weeks later. And I think it's the same kind of thing now. There's so many people covering F1 that a lot of stuff that, of that just was, pat, you know, ne never went beyond the paddock is now making news. Yeah. And, and getting commented on and chatted about. Plus, you know, plus you got social media and any, any rumor can get put out there. And Yeah, that, that is a good point. Like just more eyeballs on it in general. 
Yeah, I think that's probably what it is. Yeah. Let's uh let's dive in. Let's uh let's get caught up on the last couple of weeks or or just kind sure. of take us around. What's going on? Well, let's kick off one of the stories that's that's been big um for the last couple of weeks is rumors and innuendo and now actually fact and actually uh, a penalty has been announced for the cost cap. Mm-hmm. This has been going on since Singapore. Rumors that Aston Martin and Red Bull Racing both had violated the cost cap from 2021. And I believe it was 120 or 135 million dollars was the cap, Ooh. and this was stuff that was that was I believe pu- that was submitted in June, and was supposed to have been released weeks and possibly months ago. Right. But because of various things, remember this is the first year they've done this, so it's kind of like there are lots of things getting you know working out the problems with it. So there were rumors, uh, that actually there was an announcement a couple weeks ago that. Red Bull and Aston Martin, the rumors were correct that they had violated the cap. Aston Martin was a minor technical breach, something about maybe paperwork that hadn't been filed properly. Red Bull's was an actual amount, and there were lots of different rumors about what it was. One rumor was it was the way they accounted for Adrian Newey, the chief designer's salary. One of the times was they went over on catering. Another one was they were expecting and allocated a tax refund, which did not come back during the year, so they could not count that against their expenses. Yeah. Um, and sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to, I just want to say, uh, there we go. Lloyd saying Red Bull gives you wings, baby. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to say I'm on a, I think I've mentioned this thread before, but there's a handful of funny people that are F1 fans and I'm just on a text thread with them. And, uh, my friend Dom today said that he, he thinks Red Bull should have to do uh jail time for, <laughs> for this. Wow. <laughs> and again, this is a, a pretty anti Red Bull thread. So <laughs> it, it makes, he takes his racing seriously. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, he's like, uh, penalties are good. Jail time probably would have been the better, <laughs> the better, yeah. uh, better method. But I wanted to share that. I thought that was funny. So shout out Dom. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say this thing has lasted a long time, but we've had two monarchs and two prime ministers or three prime ministers <laughs> come and right. go in the UK since it started. That's so, true. You know. That is true. History. Yeah. It's just kind of the way it is, but yeah, no, it is. Um, yeah. There've been, I've, I've seen a lot of other people on Twitter that are anti Red Bull mm-hmm. basically said that Hamilton was the only um, conforming car last year. So therefore <laughs> he should be the title holder. Yeah. <laughs> others wanted various penalties from, Something about yes, putting Christian Horner in, sh- in 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 the stocks, yeah, in the in the in the center of the square and stuff like that. It was interesting. There was an interview with Horner a couple of weeks ago. I think I don't know if it was before this broke or 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 if it was during the middle of the rumors that he said that when this whole thing came along, they had to cut fifty people to stay under the cost cap wow. la- this year or last year, but they added twenty people simply to account for the cost cap in legal. And in HR <laughs> and in accounting to basically count the numbers and to yeah, make sure they're like administering it properly and legal team to basically read the regulations and make sure they were complying and implement wow. programs. They didn't overspend. So um, that's backwards. It does. It's kind of thing. Is this really an additive process where you're right. basically, you know, sending people to the streets that are good, hard workers and then hiring basically 20 paper pushers to implement something so you could save more money that costs 50 jobs. I it's, yeah. It's don't really not, I mean, probably not the way that Twitter's going to be run with Elon Musk now, but we'll see how, you oh know, <laughs> see how the things go. But yeah, it's just kind of interesting when he said that about, how, about, and then those were all almost all com- people out of the design department. Yeah. The R and D departments that he had to cut and put in more paper pushers and business people. So it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's helped the business. It's helped F1 as a business. Um, be, come into a stable part. They're a little bit more predictable now in their businesses. Mm-hmm. Now remember in, in their revenues and, and, and on their finances, I should say, but remember there are some teams that don't have this problem. Haas doesn't have this problem because they don't get that high. Right. As far as spending, they don't spend the $135 million cap. 
Williams, I think, is probably another team that doesn't spend that kind of money either. Um, I don't know if Alpine does. It just seems to be the big guys like Aston Martin, who's got Lance, who's got Lance Stroll's father, Lawrence, who's a multi-billionaire. Uh, Red Bull, who's you know part of a multi-billion-dollar company. Uh, Ferrari, which is one of the you know largest producers of yeah. cars, especially sports cars. And then again, uh, Mercedes-Benz is one of the larger producers of, of cars in the world. Say, uh, first word, first world problems, right? I guess that's how that would be good, defined. Right? Good, good, good way to explain it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what it comes down, what it comes down to is that let's see, Aston Martin's going to pay a fine of four hundred fifty thousand dollars. And the reason why this thing had all been bounced around in the press and not officially announced is, I, and I don't know how this works, but there was something about where basically they negotiated a penalty. This isn't like you know, okay, I'm doing seventy in a thirty zone. Here's my fine based upon what the rules are there. There were no laws or anything that were rules that were written for. This is what a penalty will be for a breach of the rules. So they kind of oh. negotiated down and Red Bull's like, no, we don't accept the penalty. It's like, well, I don't know how you have the right to say, no, we're not <laughs> accepting the penalty. It's like, I'm sorry, judge. Yeah. I'm not accepting the fine. Like, like, I disagree. Well, you, yeah. I, I disagree. Your honor. I think you're wrong. <laughs> Maybe you should revisit it. That's great. But yeah. So it was, it was kind of weird how they kept in the last two weeks have been negotiations. And that's we'll, we'll get to the Japanese Grand Prix, and that's kind of why maybe how the Japanese Grand Prix ended was was related to that. And then they're going to announce it. They eventually they agreed to it over the weekend, and then with Theater Mandashute's passing, they they out of respect for Red Bull, they held it off for a couple of days, and that's why they announced it this morning um, at the start of the Mexican Grand Prix or the G- Mex- Mexico City Grand Prix. We'll get to that why it's called that on the Mexico Grand Prix. But uh, Red Bull will pay a seven million dollar fine. And uh, we'll lose 10% in their uh, wind tunnel time. Wind tunnel time has now been allocated out to teams as part of the cost cap. They can't run unlimited amounts. They can only run where they finished in the point standing. Since they finished second last year, they were given X number of hours. The 2023 will actually cost them two sets of times. They will lose time because they won the constructors title this year. And they will lose time because of this penalty. They'll, they'll lose 10% off their time. So I think the overall effect is something like 13% less time in the wind tunnel. And that roughly means it's something, I think the top teams get somewhere around 80 hours of wind tunnel time each year. Mm-hmm. So they would probably then be knocked down to like 70-ish. Um, they will have the shortest amount, and, and, and it's inverse to where you finish. So... Um, trying to think of who's last Williams. I think Williams is last in the points right now. So Williams would get, they were last last year. They got the most wind tunnel time. So basically it's to help the, the lower teams catch up by giving them more wind tunnel time to make sense. their teams up. To try to even the playing field a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good program. And if you're the best team, then you guys should be able to figure it out, you know, with, you know, a lot of the wind tunnel stuff now can be done through what's called CFD computational fluid dynamics, Yeah. which is where you're basically just using super powerful computers to mimic wind flow and airflow. Um, and, and you just basically model it on a computer now for a lot of wow. it, but still some stuff, you still want half sized models in the tunnel. So, yeah. but yeah, so that, so we, we finally put a, finally put a, uh, you know, finally bury that thing that's done and dead and gone and won't be a news item going forward. I was going to, um, br- I, I was going to bring it up. I saw you have it, uh, in the, in our note sheet as well, but I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. bring it up now just because we were talking about it. Are you, are you buying into any of the controversy as to, uh, not even real like conspiracy theorists of uh, moving uh, or delaying the announcement until after the championship was secured. Yeah, 
I think the Japanese Grand Prix, and I think the fact that they wound up issuing full points instead of half points in that, which is what they should have, or three-quarter points as they should have done mm. based upon the laps that were run, is they wanted to basically get that settled so that didn't they, that wasn't hanging over the head of like, well, gee, what can they do to penalize Max this year? Yeah. Like, well, no, he's the world title. That doesn't mean uh, uh, to, to actually, technically, he is not the world champion until he is crowned world champion at the FIA year-end dinner, which is usually like the first week of December in Monaco. In Monte Carlo. So technically they're not the world champion until then. Um, even though he has the points and regards if he ran another lap, he would still be world champion on points. Um, for some reason, yeah. that's just the way that they do it. You're not officially crowned it until they have that dinner and it started December. Can't so, can't be crowned until you have dinner. I mean, it's a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dinner, drinks, then dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Must show up in a tux, I believe, too. Um <laughs> Well, there was actually some talk last year that Lewis Hamilton might not get his title because he boycotted because after the whole hullabaloo, or sorry, he, he might not get his second place finish oh, because of the hullabaloo last year over how it ended. And they protested the dinner and didn't show up. Interesting. And they and then and, and the new head of the FIA had said, well, we're going to have to look into this and whether or not he could be penalized or his second place could be removed in the in the championship for him not showing up. And I love I love that. Like you're not coming to dinner. Fine. You yeah. can't be second place then. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, that's not official until they show up and get crowned right. at that dinner. Right. So, yeah, there is. Yeah, they were they were angry about that. And then also remember that. Remember, we've also had earlier in the year, we've had um, underwear gate and oh, we right. had piercing gate, too. And that went on for quite a while. That actually kept that came back again at one of the races recently, where they had threatened him. Um, they called him into the steward's office, and and they had a brouhaha over that. You know, I, I don't I don't know what happened with that because that thing kind of went away. I think they finally made peace with it finally. And 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 I you know, I don't really get the whole thing on that. Yeah. Whether that was just simply where they're kind of just, just just kind of bugging him for some particular reason or what the deal was with that of, you know, the the underwear one, actually, there's a little bit of it makes a little bit of sense yeah. on a safety bay that you're supposed to be wearing your Nomex underwear. And after the after the thing with um, oh, what's it, uh, the uh, 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 gross John two years ago where he almost literally burned to death in the in the crash in Bahrain. Right. Um, it was kind of a safety thing. They've been looking at again. Um, but yeah, I don't know what they were going to do. Literally, they're going to make the drivers like strip to make sure they really were wearing Nomex underwear. Um, I think they finally decided that probably wasn't the best way to solve the problem. I didn't. I think they just want more stripping in the sport. We're trying to get more stripping in the sport. I think it's hey, way to go. got to got to attract the women. Got to make right. it media friendly. Got got to make it friendly for the women, though. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I remember um, NASCAR. No, go ahead. No, no. I just saw a driver's comment was saying rightfully so. So unfair how they did the like referencing the. Uh, last race of the year last year where uh, yeah no yeah that's Max. yeah listen yeah we, know, yeah you can spend hours on that one i know and that's I, honestly i'm glad it happened just so i had a villain uh that i <laughs> i because i didn't have a villain yet i wasn't sure who to not like and now the red bull or the yankees for me yeah no, i know but the thing that was interesting on that was is how much more seriously um the europeans take f1 than than, than i think we do over here there were like um Latifi caused that accident that created that setup. Mm -hmm. He got death threats. Mm. People were sending him death threats over you like, caused this, you know, so therefore you should go away. You cost Max the title and stuff. It's funny. And I expect that in soccer, not in. Uh, exactly. Not yeah. In well, if Rogers. you watch, if, if you watch Wrexham, you'll understand that. I know. Right? I know. Yeah. Man. With the soccer hooligan. Which <laughs> interesting, I, mean, I knew about that. I was surprised they 
dedicated a whole episode to the soccer hooliganism. I, I couldn't believe that either in retrospect. Yeah. I think when it was happening, I didn't think about it too much. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, in retrospect, though, that was pretty nuts that they did that. Um, I know well, that's the, taking us on a tangent, but that, yeah, show, no, but, that show's so good. No, real, real quick, though, it was real disappointing. Yeah. I, I had a friend of mine, I go, hey, try watching this. And I convinced her to watch it. And that was the first episode. She goes, this is a stupid thing. I don't want to watch the thing about <laughs> violence. And I go, no, no, you know what I'm saying? This is a one-off episode. Please watch the rest of them. It's not like that. I was trying to think of, like, when they were planning that, how that happened. And I, like, came up with two things where it was, like, either they wanted to make sure they did 19 episodes or whatever it was or like while they were filming everything it was like too interesting to leave out and it was too much to do like a five minute bit in an episode but maybe not enough for a full episode and they're just like all right fuck it we're doing a full episode yeah um, no, but i i commend them for doing as many episodes as they did i was afraid yeah. there was good most of these are like eight or nine episodes mm. That was great. I would, that I was just completely full. It was so fun. And they, I mean, they're obviously like brilliant marketing to like end the season. And then ta-da, oh, yeah. Rex was on ESPN this weekend. <laughs> and so uh, it's, it's been fun, man. I, I love that so much. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad they're going to continue doing it. Yeah. They've built a huge fan base in the U.S. because of it. Yeah. So brilliant, man. And, and yeah. like, it, it like helps their costs too. Not that they yeah. need a ton of help, but um, <laughs> you know. Now they're not losing millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, I know. The, the one thing I, I think I mentioned this before, the one thing I'd love to find out, though, is how much um, the two guys threw into it, how, how much Ryan and, and McElhaney throwing into it personally. Yeah. Because, because they really expect, they really are spending more than a team in that league should right. be spending. But then again, the leagues in those, that teams in those leagues don't get TikTok as a sponsor. Right, right. That's what I mean. I bet, like, uh, up top, they spent way more uh, than they wanted to. And now... Yeah. After like this Hulu doc comes out and all the advertisement, I bet they're, I bet they're okay now. Um, I bet they're probably still like spending a little bit more than they should be, but not like from their personal pockets. I bet that was like one or two years and now they're okay. Yeah. Um, but who knows? So yeah, I'd be fascinated to learn more about that too. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I got to, I got to yeah. sidetrack. No, no, not a problem. No, it was good. Good talk. Uh, Japanese Grand Prix, rain, 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 yeah. rain like crazy. And, and which is odd. Cause it's like, I've, there's been like a Japanese Grand Prix for like 30 years there's only been like two or three I can remember in the history that have been rain affected. And then mm. like two of the last three years have been rain affected, which is just kind of weird how it works out that way. Yeah, It's always been the same time right around the second week of October. Uh, first race since 2019 because of the, because of COVID great track. And even uh, Sebastian Vettel, who, you know, this is his swan song season said, this would be the one race. If somebody happens to have a driver's short let next year or needs a fill in, he'd be more than welcome to come out of retirement mm. just for this one race. He loves the Suzuka track that much. It's one of the better tracks. It's the only track that actually does a uh, over under. It does a loop. It's a it's actually a figure eight track, and you go over and under as part of the track. Oh, that's there. fun. Yeah, um, yeah, it's really cool. It's really and it's really solid. You have to really pay attention to where it is if you don't know where it is if you're watching it for the first time. Mm. So um, basically, we'll get into the race. Uh, it started wet. Uh, Verstappen on the pole. He managed to hold off signs in the first corner. Um, unfortunately for science, he didn't make it very far. He wound up crashing in the rain about three quarters of the way through the first lap and, uh, wound up red flagging the race after a couple laps on behind the pace car into the rain, which created the first controversy of the weekend, which was there was a safety vehicle on the track. And I, did you see the ghastly photos of him almost yes. hitting that thing? That looked yeah, crazy. it was uh, pr pretty scary. There's actually history behind that. 2014 uh, Grand Prix, there was a driver named Jules Bianchi who 
there had been a safety vehicle on the track servicing another car that had spun off into the into the barriers. Unfortunately, he aquaplaned at the same spot, run off, and he hit the tractor um, wow. with his car and had a severe head injury, was in a coma for a long time and died nine months later. Wow. Um, a French driver and was a, uh, was known by Gasly, which was weird when this whole yeah. thing connects back together that he, you know, he was like an older brother to Gasly from my understanding. Cause he would have been eight, eight or nine years older than, than, than Gasly was. Mm. So, um, quite a, you know, it was a tragedy and I believe it's, um, it, so they were basically when this happened again, uh, they were very conscious about it, which is why Gasly was very vocal about it. Which was odd because the FAA didn't seem to be too thrilled about it because they went on and penalized Gasly, claiming that he'd been speeding in under the yellow flag near where he was almost where he almost ran into the um, tractor on the track. Um, evidently, Fernando Alonso had two not really close calls, but ran past it or drove past it twice while they were under yellow, wondering why is this vehicle on the track during yellow flag? Why are we not throwing the red flag yet? Yeah. And, you know, he was far enough away where it wasn't a problem, but um, it was a screw up. I mean, no two ways about it. Um, I wish the I wish F1 hadn't or the FIA hadn't basically penalized Gasly for what sounds like complaining. Right. Um, that's what, that's what problem, I saw too. Calling it out when it was clearly a, a blatant problem. They should not have had the vehicle on the track with the car still there. That's yeah. basically the rule. There should not be anything on the track other than the safety car if you're under yellow. That's why you call a red flag to basically get people on the track. In fact, we saw this today in, in Mexico in FP1. There had been a couple of cars that stopped and they had a red flag them just to let the marshals go maybe 20 feet out to wow. the car to, um, to to either tow it back in or throw a fire extinguisher on some hot brakes. But that's, you know, that's that's the way it is. That's for safety. Everyone's safety matters, whether it's a stu- whether it's a steward, whether it's a corner worker, whether it's a driver. Everyone's mm. safety, whether it's somebody in pit lane, safety is always is always you know rule number one when it comes to those things. You remember, you're always supposed to be driving, looking for yellow flags. You're always supposed to be, you know, paying attention that at any point a yellow flag could come out and you need to reduce speed. Right. While you're trying to pass somebody, while you're trying to, you know, uh, go go 200, 200 kilometers down a straight, you really have to always have that in mind. Yeah. And now they have a lot more warning systems. They have in-car systems and much larger barriers versus the olden days. We just had literally people waving flags. You had to watch out for but yeah there was a, it was a pretty big screw up um by the fia on that one so uh we sat around and i think the thing that might have made a little bit worse appearance wise was the, the the race was red flagged they had nothing to talk about but the weather so that kind of this thing kind of built because it wasn't something that was first caught it was yeah. kind of like people going back through video someone spotted then they started playing it and playing again and then they started going down the pit lane interview the drivers who had nothing to do except standing around and you had a lot of drivers chiming in so it's kind of like you know, I, I wouldn't say idle hands or the devil's workshop thing, but they had a lot of time to focus on it and to get right. opinions and to get angst about it. So it was a, I mean, it, it was a bad thing, but it was kind of the situation kind of let them kind of let this build in a little bit more of a problem. Maybe, you know, yeah. if, if they had kept on racing, it might've been something you would have talked about a little bit and then moved on to the race, but they had right. that, an hour just that to kind of to focus on it. Right. Yeah. And it was and it was the only thing they showed. They showed that thing over and over and over and yeah. over again on it. So it kind of fed on itself a little bit. Uh, finally, we started the race because remember, there's a three hour limit now from once the race time starts right. to the end. They don't run unlimitedly anymore. We ran into this in Singapore. We ran into it last year in Spa. So about 45 minutes left until the three hour limit ran out. They were able to restart the race. Uh, Max was in front, stayed in front and, went and, and won fairly handily. 
Now they got to a little bit past 50% of the race. I think they got something like 28 of 54 laps or something, which would have gotten them to what you would, would, would be 75% of, of, of the points had been allocated, okay. which based upon where Leclerc finished, he would have been um, within like a still, still, if you'd figured it out, like if Max scores, nothing, he scores everything going forward. Yeah. He would have won it like by two points or something. So he's still was mathematically able to win it. But then you enough, remember it's Ferrari and it's like, well, you know. <laughs> well, then again, he also incurs a penalty because he was battling on the last lap mm-hmm. with Perez and he went off and regained the spot. And they basically then gave him a penalty and they decided that according to the rules, this is allowed. This isn't the intent, though, from what I've heard from many people was that if a race is stopped and restarted, they can waive the 75% rule for the number of laps completed and implement full points or award full points to all drivers, which is what they did. So about 10 minutes after the race, while Red Bull was basically finishing the presser and kind of celebrating in pit lane, did they find out that Max Verstappen was now crowned world champion? Yeah. Because of the penalty and the additional points for, for, uh, uh, for Verstappen. So, and again, a lot of conspiracy theorists will say they clean that up. Right. They did not want that hanging over the head when it came time to announce the Red Bull penalties that were being negotiated at, at the time. So, um, interesting, great track. Didn't get to show its stuff this year. Hopefully next year it'll be nice and dry in Japan. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, um, you know, again, with the controversy on the safety side, we'll see what's going to happen if there'll be any more investigations into that. So, a couple weeks off, we came to the USGP which fittingly began in a very cool way with Danny Ricardo riding in on a horse on yeah, Thursday dressed in a red, white, and blue cowboy outfit with a horse that had a FIA badge named Horse. Horsey McHorse. It's incredible. Because everybody who comes in must have a FIA pass or a ticket, and they didn't give them a ticket. They gave them a pass. So that was very cool. Yeah, there was a, there, There's one of the top F1 fo- uh, photographers I follow on Instagram had basically kind of stumbled across it. And he saw a McLaren uh, PR person who wouldn't take credit for this. He goes, no, I, I can't say anything about what's happening. He goes, well, wait a minute. I saw Danny Ricardo with a horse. He goes, no, 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 no. I know nothing. I know nothing. And he goes, you know, he, he goes, I think I'm going to stick around here. There might be a story here. So he stuck around and got a bunch of the photos of it. But That's yeah, cool. it was very cool. Great, great way to start. Um, and then I found out just today, Ricardo has a house in Austin. Oh, Really? Which is one of his? Yeah, I know he's got a house in L.A. That's yeah, he's, that's the only one I knew too. He's got a house in Austin, evidently. It's not like it's not like a mansion. It looks like a just a really nice track house yeah. in Austin. And he shows pictures. I saw pictures of him um, throwing a party there a couple of days after the race, um, of course, which would have been this week. Partying. So yeah, so throwing a party there, like playing um, beer pong. So sounds about right for Danny. So, it probably does. So yeah, but um, still, still no. There is word that he will have a um, backup role somewhere. First, it was thought it would be Mercedes. Then it was thought it was going to be Red Bull. Mm. Now it looks like it might be Mercedes again. So it, it, wow. it's really interesting because first it was going to be Mercedes. Then there was word that no, that Max or that uh, Lewis is going to sign again and stay on beyond the end, on the beyond the end of next year when his contract expires which would mm-hmm. make him, I think, about 39. I don't know if they're all trying to be like Alonzo now and race past 40. Right. Which wasn't, which hadn't been done for, hadn't been done for a while. The olden days, some of the guys did it, but a lot of the guys didn't start in F1 in, in the old days until like maybe 25, 28, 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would race into their early 40s. Nowadays, you're starting at max was 17. 
uh, you know, when, when he started and then they're generally put in 20 years and they're done by 37, if they last yeah. that long or they don't get injured or they just don't decide, Hey, I got out $250 million. Don't need to do this anymore. Right, Hot wife, right. family. Why do yeah. I need to be here? Which is kind of like the way Vettel, I think is kind of looking at it. Like, yeah, just like you know, plus he got so many, other, plus he has so many other interests. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really look like it's going to get start getting better anytime soon for where he's been driving. So yeah, that, I mean, again, I, we've talked about that before, right? That's one of those yeah. things where it's really hard to go from being a champion to finishing at the back of the path regularly. Like I'm sure that just does a number on your brain. It's like I don't need to do this, you know? Yeah, and it was interesting because he actually showed some of his talent off in Austin. Yeah, with some really great racing and some really great passes on on, on some drivers during the and it was up in the high numbers until he had a bad pit stop. But we'll cover that. So uh, one of the other news, some of the news that came out before we get into the race, Logan Sargent, an American mm-hmm. who is part of the Williams Driving Academy, will be the second driver in the Williams car next year. He'll get Latifi's seat if he finishes with enough points to get a super license at the final FP or F two race in Abu Dhabi on the twentieth of November, weekend of the twentieth, which will be the last. Um, F1 race of the season. Oh, wow. He has to finish sixth or higher to guarantee that spot. And depending upon where other people finish, it could be lower than that. So it seems like unless something screwy happens, he should be able to do it. And then he will get the other seat, which would be good. We'll finally get an American um, into F1. And it isn't who was at the start of the year would have been rumored to be the person to get into it. I've been watching him for a while. Um, he had a really good F. He had a really good F2 year. Yeah, this year, and that's kind of what propelled him in. And I think maybe Williams is deciding, you know, we're at the end of the field. Let's roll a dice, and um, you know, get an American driver, and maybe we can lure some American sponsorship in. Yeah, I love, I love that. I love that. Just yeah. from and, uh, go, ahead. go go ahead. No, no, just like from the American side of things to get yeah. with with it starting to blow up there and getting getting a driver in there. I guess it will just help peak interest, get more American money yeah. into the sport. It's good. And speaking of which, the only American team, Haas, announced a new title sponsor. Um, basically, MoneyGram will sponsor them as of 2023. That's uh, that's going to be a fun one just to say, like, and just to hear like uh, MoneyGram Haas F1 team. Yeah, let's check in with MoneyGram. <laughs> Interesting what kind of marketing times we're going to do with this. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, can I ship enough money to buy an F1 car over their service? <laughs> it would be funny too, if it was uh, like a, almost a laughable green car now too. Like they just make them, you know, just like a dollar. So, I mean, I guess it might not be the dollar, but uh, it would be fun. It would be fun to get. Yep. Some- we'll have to see it, but it's good to see Hoskins get, you know, get a title sponsor and yep. you'd have to think that with the, uh, you know, how much a drive to survive have to do with that. True. That exposure in America, because Americans, large multinational corporations tend to sponsor Formula right. One cars. But you'll see like a little, like I remember seeing a little CNN logo. Um, McLaren, I think, has a Hilton sponsorship. Mm-hmm. But those are all multinational companies that all, you know, Oracle is it's Oracle Red Bull Racing, but obviously another multinational company. Yeah. I mean, multi, uh, evidently MoneyGram is. But I think, but they're generally, I think most of their business is, is in the U.S. Maybe it's not, but that's my understanding of it. So we'll see, but you know, welcome aboard. Glad to see it. And, yeah. um, you know, good for Haas. Maybe they can finally get to that $135 million cost cap right? now <laughs> with more money coming in. So that'd be good. Um, there, there'd been some financial pressure on them. I know with, with, with the loss of the sponsor, with the whole Russian problem this year. So they had, um, you know, and plus now they'll get out of that stupid Russian blue and red coloring and they'll go back to hopefully the red, black and white, maybe with a little bit of green for money gram on there. Mm. So that'll be cool. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, but yeah, and congratulations. Hopefully to Logan, Logan Sargent, he secures that. Yeah. And uh, we'll have another, you know, we'll have an American back into F1 first time in probably about 
10 years since Scott wow. Speed was in, maybe 12 years since Scott Speed was in, if I remember right. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah. Know, I know Scott Speed was the last one because I remember learning yeah. that and thinking that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Speed being the last American. Like, the, it sounds like a, a, a fictitious American. Oh, race. I know. I mean, is there a better name for a racer? Yeah, there's there's, there's a guy in IndyCar. Yeah. There's a guy named Indy, IndyCar named Will Power. Yeah. He's so, I mean, it's great. Yeah. That's it's great. like, son, you're going to be a racer. I'm going to name you Will Power. <laughs> I'm going to name you Scott Speed. Absolutely. That's great. So qualifying, uh, signs first, Leclerc second, Verstappen third. Mm -hmm. And uh, Leclerc though had a penalty. There are a number of drivers that had engine penalties. So he fell back. So basically on the grid, it was signs one, Verstappen two. And um, before though we get to the race, um, late Saturday night, Red Bull announced that Dieter Massachusetts, who was the co-founder of Red Bull Energy Drinks and the founder of Red Bull Racing, Passed away at 78. He'd been in ill health for a while. Uh, Austrian. Um, he co-owns it with, um, with with a Thai family. Because evidently Red Bull was first marketed and used by, he sold it to Thai truck drivers to keep them from falling asleep while they oh, were wow. driving long haul stuff in Thailand um, over mountain passes and stuff to keep them from, from, from dozing off. And that's where they first started the drink. So that's why it's 50% owned by an Austrian, 50% owned by the by a Thai family. So interesting to that, but uh, lover of sports uh, actually tried to he tried to get a deal with Gerhard Berger, who's an F one driver, many years ago. Actually, who is uh, if I remember right, is Danny Ricardo's girlfriend's father. Oh, that's Gerhard fun. Berger, um, Ferrari driver, um, Austrian also from in the late eighties, early nineties, um, successful but not a world champion. Yeah. Um, had a really big crash at uh, Imola one year, where basically hit the wall and his car went up in flames and. Didn't get out of the car very quickly. He was okay. Led to more safety enhancements, though. Mm. But, you know, fairly well-known driver and, and has been around the pits a lot. Um, evidently, Mattachute tried to try to, try to to do a sponsorship deal with him, but he couldn't pay him in dollars. And that was like, hey, that's not going to work very well. <laughs> but uh, he's been a car, you know, race lover. Um, sponsors uh, air races um, and uh, NASCAR teams, but bought the um, uh, what was then the Jaguar <laughs> team in 2004. Jaguar Racing, which actually was owned by Ford, so that was the last time we had a actually an American ownership, um, didn't go very well, and they basically um, sold out in 2004. I think it ran for about eight years or six years. Um, they also purchased the Italian F1 team Minardi in 2005, naming it to Toro Rosso, which I believe is Red Bull in Italian, if I know that right, and created the the Red Bull Driver Program, uh, which um, uh, brought up a lot of young drivers through the uh, th through the Red Bull system which is what Helmut Marco headed up for them. So basically, Mattachutes owned the thing. Helmut Marco handled the young drivers, and they brought in a very young Christian Horner, who had been a failed driver who ran F2 teams to run Red Bull Racing, and the rest is history. I don't think I realized uh, Christian was a former driver. Yeah, he basically drove. I think, In fact, he might have even have driven against when he was like at the end of his he might have driven against lewis hamilton in his early no no that wouldn't have worked out there's someone there, there's another top-notch driver that he drove oh schumacher i think you drove i think you oh, wow. drove against schumacher that's what it would have been in the early days and quickly figured out that i'm good i'm not <laughs> that good yeah i should probably look at doing something and he started it and basically he was always hustling for sponsorship as those guys have to do because, you know, unless you've got a very rich family, you're going to need to find sponsors. And he always hustled and he thought that, well, maybe I can do that side of the business. Maybe I can do team management, marketing, sponsorships. And did um, he, he owned the uh, F2 team Carlin, which was fairly successful in F2 racing. And uh, when, um, when, they, when they formed Red Bull Racing, they came along and said, hey, 
you know, you want to, you want to, you know, you've been successful in F2, you want to move to F1. And he said, absolutely. So he started running Red Bull Racing. And uh, like I said, you know, been very successful at it. Um, Some of the drivers that have come through the program, um, fairly illustrious, you know, fairly illustrious list, uh, including Sebastian Vettel, who got his first ride in Toro Rosso, won the first race for Toro Rosso ever, whether it was Minardi or Toro Rosso in 2000 and um, it was 2007 at the Italian Grand Prix. Uh, but the names that have come through there have been Vettel, Danny Ricardo started there too, Carlos Sainz started there, Alex Albon, Pierre Gasly, and two-time world champion now, Max Verstappen. Wow. In all, I counted at least 14 Formula One drivers um, that have been that have raced that I can remember that have gone through the Red Bull program at some point. So quite substantial, um, including yeah. um, uh, in, 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 including a lot of guys that have gone into other areas and. Um, Including Scott Speed, as a matter of fact, he was he was in the Red Bull program for one year too. Got to be Scott Speed has to be in the Red Bull. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, so 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 quite a loss. Um, Red Bull, you know, uh, basically dedicated the race to to him, mm. and in fact, Vettel will be wearing a tribute helmet to 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 him at the um, uh, this week in Mexico. So wow. and uh, and also don't forget one of the things they also did was he, uh, um, uh, Helmut Marco was the guy that decided to sign um Perez in 2020 and boot Albon out that kept that, that kept Perez's career going because he had nowhere to go they signed him just before the start of the last race which after he won the previous race in Bahrain or in, in Bahrain and they were deciding what they're gonna do with Alex Albon in the seat who got the seat after they booted Pierre Gasly back out of it mm. after he'd been promoted earlier in the year and they decided that uh, Perez had won for Force India in a lesser car and that he might be the better partner for Max Verstappen, who they hoped were going to be a world champion at one point. And that saved him because there were no other seats left on the grid. So um, wow. so Perez was, 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 you know, was, was very distraught, too, because, you know, Red Bull had saved his keister back in back at the end of 2020. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but yeah, great, great uh, list of drivers. Great, great, great list of people that they've influenced. Um, and, and getting and getting onto the grid. So again, yeah. he'll be um, he'll he, he'll be missed. Um, so when we finally got to the racing, Verstappen passed Signs going into turn one, and again, not a great day for Signs. He made it a few hundred yards down the track before George Russell ran on the side of him, um, basically damaging the cooling system and having to ret- and limping back to the pits and retiring on lap one. Uh, he uh, Russell wound up with a five-second penalty for running into for for avoidable collision with Science and basically ending his day. Um, so you know didn't hurt Russell. Russell wound up fifth in the end, but again, Science second race in a row he didn't make it through the end of the first lap. Uh, Verstappen and Hamilton, um, uh, Lewis was third, uh, had pit stops on lap 15. We had a safety car lap 20. Botas spun off into the gravel, came back in at lap 22. In the lap 23, we had one of the more memorable crashes of the year with Lance Stroll and Alonso. Alonso was trying to pass Stroll, who looks like he may have kind of moved the car a little bit to the left, a little bit more than Fernando was expecting. And Fernando ran in the back of him, tore up the Aston Martin to where it was not drivable. And somehow, somehow Alonso's car basically went about eight feet up, or the front nose went about six feet up in the air and came back down and he kind of bounced or almost hit the side barrier and kept going wow. and cars somehow was still drivable. 
and winds up finishing the race with that car. But that called for a safety car because Stroll's car disintegrated, or not disintegrated, but broke up many parts. There was debris all over the track. So um, another safety car for three laps before they finally got going. And oddly enough, Gasly got another five-second penalty because he did not stay within the appropriate distance of the car in front of him during the pen- the previous pace car or the previous safety car. So I'm not sure if they're really mad at Gasly about something or <laughs> just unlucky. Um, you know, it's kind of weird, almost like they're kind of persecuting the poor guy for something. Don't know. Yeah. So the safety car comes in in lap 26, lap 36, Verstappen pits. But he has a problem. Uh, he's 11 second delay in the pit stop with a wheel nut, falls to fourth. Very angry. Had to be calmed down again because heaven forbid Max got angry at something. I mean, that's just so unlike him. Never, he's never so see calm. That. He's always so calm in the radio. I, I just can't see him. Just can't see him get getting upset. Yeah. Um, it is something seriously. It is something he needs to work on. He's a world champion. He's going to become the second time world champion, or he just became the second, you know, second time world champion. And you kind of need to have the maturity to remember this is a team sport in a sense. Right. Right. That yeah, it's not all about you. Yes, it is, but no, it's not. And yeah. like like Lewis, Lewis wouldn't do that. I mean, I've seen Lewis get angry a couple of times, but not but not like yelling, just like, you know, we need to discuss this. You know, what was the strategy? Why were we doing it? He's more like questioning rather right. than well, yelling you, at people. You expect that from Yuki, who's at the, sure. the back yeah. back of the pack, young guy, but like you kind of have yeah. to act like you've been here before a little bit. Yeah, you know? even Lando sometimes. But Lando's not a two-time world champion. I've heard Lando do it a couple times. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, Yuki's your yeah Yuki's your guy for that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah Yuki yeah. will lose it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so you kind of you know I don't know maybe it's kind of an off-season thing, but you know they did calm him down fairly. Uh, they did calm him down quicker than I think than he would in the past. Yeah. It's like hey, you know, you know, team screwed up. You know, we're all we're all in this together, Max. We'll mm-hmm. get it back. And you know because he isn't a good car and he is a talented driver. Um, they did eventually. Uh, a lap 39, he passed Leclerc to, to, to get the third. Uh, Vettel pitted from second and had what? A pit stop problem. Ooh, Unfortunately, fell, yeah, fell to 13th, which is quite unfortunate for him because he could have had a podium finish of that lap if that pit stop wasn't screwed up. Yeah. Um, by, lap though, by lap 50, though, Verstappen was on the tail of Hamilton and finally got him going into uh, one of the turns. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, um, Oh, on, sorry. On, on lap 42, um, uh, Verstappen got to um, second behind mm-hmm. Hamilton. And then uh, that was partly when, when Vettel pit. And then finally on lap 50, he got Hamilton and kind of drove away from him with about a couple second lead at the end. He just had to get out of the uh, DRS zone. Took him a couple laps to free himself from Lewis. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel bad for Hamilton because it kind of looked like a race they might be able to win. You know? I know that it did seem like that was if they were going to get one here late, it seemed like it was going to be that one. And, uh, and yeah, it, Max is just too good, man. Yeah. Um, a lot of the, uh, a, a, a lot of the analysis says that this is probably Lewis, that USGP is probably Lewis's best track hmm. where he's had the most success at not saying the most wins just has always had very good finishes at that track. And that was kind of the thought was, you know, he qualified pretty well. Um, if they can get a little bit of luck with pit stops and a little bit of luck with, with safety cards and stuff, they just might be able to sneak a win out on Sunday, but yeah, came close, but not quite. Um, Brazil coming up week after or in two, in three weeks will be, or two weeks will be one that, that they might, that they might want to look at too. Mm. And the thing is, you know, the, the thing you're, you got to factor in as we close in the year now, you know, Red Bull's done 
as far as they don't have anything to really race for, they're going to be racing 23 parts on a lot of the cars now, or maybe engine enhancements and stuff like that mm-hmm. to, to, to basically do, cause there's so there's virtually no off track testing anymore or off race testing other than what you can do in a wind tunnel and their wind tunnel is limited. Yeah. So they may throw a lot of po- components on there for 23 testing, basically look at the three races as test sessions, other than they may try to get Perez to win this week in Mexico. But outside of that, you know, I'm sure Max wants to win, but they may be looking at these a lot more test sessions. So there may be a chance for Mercedes to, to sneak in there, but yeah, you know, um, no. cause a lot of other teams are going to be fighting for basically the, the spots still on there. Um, so Verstappen win Hamilton second, Leclerc third, 13th win for Max ties the record for a season. Now, now to put that into proper, you know, into, uh, to basically in, in, in where it is based upon number of races that right. we've got now, we've got a lot more races now. Um, right. 12 years ago, you'd have 17 races, maybe. Now we've got 22 races, and we'll have 20, I think, four next year. Mm-hmm. So there's more races. So winning the most in a season, you know, isn't as hard as it used to be. You might want to look at percentage races one. Right. To, to kind of count that. So they, so they tied Schumacher and Vettel, who did it with, with Red Bull, for mm-hmm. the most. And they've got three races left. So they may try to get Max the 14th to give them that all-time title. Uh, or that all-time record. Mm-hmm. Lando, sixth. Russell, fifth. Vettel, seventh. Great pass on Magnuson in the last couple laps. Yeah. And Yuki, yelling all the time, finished ninth. Got him, Got himself a point. Got himself two points, actually. Yeah, got himself two points. Uh, Alonso, oddly enough, was after the race was demoted to the 13th because Haas filed a grievance right. that he had a floppy wing mirror that fell off. And Haas feels like they've been persecuted this year over what's called the meatball flag, which is the black flag with an orange circle in the middle of it. That is the safety flag, meaning you've got a unsafe race car. You must come in and pit to fix it. Right. Haas has been called in, I think two or three times and they just feel like they're being picked on and they don't think that the penalties are being, or that the, that the um, uh, use of the flag has been used judiciously throughout the year. And so they filed a grievance after the race and, they the stewards agreed and they bumped Alonso down. Um, they wow. gave him a 10 second penalty. Um, plus they gave him a 10 second penalty plus an estimated pit stop time, which well, would kick them all the way down to 13. Oddly enough, they appealed that. And this morning in Mexico City, the stewards decided that no, that wasn't a just penalty and that he'll be reinstated where he was in seventh or eighth <laughs> on the grid for, for so he'll get his points back that he lost wow. in the USGB. Which makes it a little bit worse. It's like, okay, well then, what what's going on here, guys? Right. One group says yes. One group says no. It's like the appeal. Why? The appeal. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, exactly. So we need consistency, guys. This isn't something. This is just gonna. And and they had Gunter of all people was the uh, wow. was who Sky's got on their Sky has got on the uh, pit wall for the talk to this week, and uh, that'll be good. Yeah. Um. No, they asked him already during FP one. Oh, He's like. Well, uh, let's just say I, I would rather not discuss it. Uh, this is not something that has been going in our favor. We do not think it's been fair all season long. Bleep, bleep, so, bleep, bleep, bleep. No, he knew he was on. I think I think they've kind of warned him just like they are telling Max to shut up and stop yeah. yelling. Yeah. I think someone's told, told him that, hey, this isn't right to survive. This is live television, so you just can't throw F-bombs out just randomly in every third word. You know, Again, this isn't the movie 48 Hours, okay? Right, so, right. Every other word is the F word. Yeah. So yeah, so Gunter was, uh, yeah, he was not pleased, not pleased at all. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. It'll be interesting when the Drive to Survive episode comes out on that. Seriously, and they talk about Gunter and the, uh, yeah, Gunter and the meatball flag. That'll be a great episode. That'll be a great one. 
Meatball Gunter will be probably the episode <laughs> title. So I guess it's the Mexico real quick. Here we get wrapped up. Yeah. Um, it is actually the Grand. It is the F1 Grand Prix of Mexico City. Why is it not the Mexican Grand Prix? Because evidently the group that owns the rights to the Mexican Grand Prix wants money for it by a different organizing committee. And they won't pay them, so they're calling it the Grand Prix of Mexico City. So that's why it's not the Mexican Grand why Prix. Why would it be? Yeah. Well, for what other reason? You know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's there is a similar squabble, I think, in Imola. Okay. Um, why the why you know why it wasn't whatever like the Imola Grand Prix? It was like the the race of the region, Emilio Romaggio or something. Yeah. Um, Mexico City, seventy three hundred feet, so a lot less air density, uh, less engine power, also less aerodynamics because less. Air density means less amount of less density of air, less weight of air, right? Impact of air going over the wings, and we saw that interestingly where um, Gasly at the end of FP1 pulled over because of a, uh, a gearbox or engine problem and stopped the car, but the brakes were not cooling well, and because once the car stopped, they stayed very hot and they just got hotter because there was no air flowing over them. The brakes catch on fire. So they had to throw a red flag. They normally would have yellow flagged it, but they threw a red flag out with about three minutes left because they needed to get safety crews on the track to go put the fire to put the fire out and throw the extinguisher on it. And again, can't put safety people on the track with a, with yellow flags. So they had to do the red flag to, to take care of that. So it'll be interesting. Like I said, Vettel's running a Red Bull Tribute helmet. Um, uh, so yeah, so it'd be interesting to see how that works out. Um, Haas lost an engine. That's why they were talking to Gunter. Mm-hmm. Um, Fittipaldi was, was, was running an FP1 as part of the young driver program and, um, had an engine problem and they, they got on the, on the radio, pull over, pull over. And the engine was smoking. And that's why he went down to talk to Gunter when he said, I'm not going to discuss it. Cause you know, I'll probably just throw F bombs. <laughs> and they basically lost an engine. Uh, the engine overheated, so they're going to have to pull it and put a new engine in. So it'll be penalties. I don't know whose car it was, whether it was Schumacher's or Magnuson's car. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but and then the, by the way, the, the there was a driver in the um, in, in in the uh, uh, off Atari that, that pulled over. Sorry, it wasn't Gasly. It was yeah. um, a, a a young driver, and he was in Yuki's car. Okay. So it was funny because you saw Yuki at the end of it. He was sitting on the thing. You see him pretty disgusted, grab his stuff, and with a pretty you know pretty angry look on his face wanders back from the um you know from from where all the consoles were on pit lane back to the uh, pits to get ready for fp2 in a couple hours yeah going, you know figuring what the what, what the after just do to my car yeah yeah my brakes are on fire this isn't gonna go well in yeah FP2. yeah so top tip if you watch fp2 expect yuki to be yelling about his brakes sometime great. during early on in the session so great. <laughs> hey, by the way one thing that happened too at the u.s grand prix that i heard about later on was they're going to have to investigate this. Um, a number of uh, the, they, they did not have security on the pit wall after the race. You know, there's, there's openings where people can come back off the track. Yeah. So like a driver or somebody has to get out or they use them when they get the crews off. Mm-hmm. They um, did not have security guards. They normally have security guards blocking those entrances when they let people on the track to not get into pit lane. They let them on the front straight, but not in a pit lane. They evidently did not have them. They got hundreds and thousands of people made it on the pit lane, if you notice. And evidently, a lot of them decided that they had free souvenirs waiting for them on pit lane. Wow. Um, there was a substantial amount of stuff taken, pit boards, um, a, wow. a number of laptops were stolen off of the off of the team work areas that they have right there on pit lane, um, and wow. any other stuff that wasn't nailed down or taken away. So, yeah, sure. they're gonna they're gonna look at that. I'm sure the 
I'm sure the uh, event promoters will get fined for that. That's, that's oh, yeah, a no-no. I would think so. I would think so. And I, hopefully they get their stuff back. So anybody out there who's watching this, if you stole something from the pit lane at the U.S. <laughs> Grand Prix, please give it back. It's yeah. not a souvenir. <laughs> Team signs are being stolen, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Um, unfortunate. So. That is tough. Um, FP1 was just before we came on the air at 11 to 12 Pacific. FP2 will be at 5 Eastern, 2 Pacific, if you guys want to, if anybody wants to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I said Miami Grand Prix tickets were already on sale. Las Vegas Grand Prix tickets for 2023 will go on sale starting November 1st if you're an Amex card holder. If you've signed up for the priority queue, again, they must be taking lessons from Top Shot on how to sell tickets <laughs> with priority queues. That'll go on sale the 3rd of November. And if you're just a peon that does that, that has um, F1 um, affinity points under 12,000 or something, you have to wait until 11.6 to get your tickets. Wow. Wow. It came up fast. Came up fast. Las Vegas is right around the corner already. Well, no, it's a year from now. But no, I know. Are. But the fact yeah. that even like it just got announced as something yeah. like happening. And yeah. And I, I, I believe there'll be a big kickoff event there on 11.7. Oh, nice. Um, which will be a week from Monday, I believe. Yeah, a week from Monday. Or, or week from Sunday, there'll be a big kickoff event there because that's the week between Mexico and Brazil. Right, right. So that's exciting. Uh, who yeah. do you got? Th- who do you get this weekend? You know, let's see. Mexico, Perez. You, you got to go with Perez. Win at home. Um, and let's see. And then um, Sainz and Lewis. There we go. I I like that. Perez is the right call. Uh, for for sake of comedy, I'm gonna go. Ferrari goes one two because it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, by the way, if you're still out there, F1 team oh, yeah, hold yeah. fantasy program. Uh, I think it, Mike, 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 might, might you have given up on your team? I, I have been the, the busiest I've ever been. Uh, and so I have not. The last couple of weeks have been tough to stay on top. But just drop the link into the chat. You guys can jump in on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to wrap us up. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I had an unfortunate incident on my team. I found out between one of the, I, I had set my lineup early for Japan. Yeah. And um, they, before they evidently had adjusted the the prices and signs had um, Leclerc at, or no. So Leclerc got priced out of being the turbo driver availability. Oh. He got to like 20.1. You have to be under 20 million. Yeah. So the, so the program with its efficiency said, Oh, you know what? Instead of just taking away your turbo driver, we're going to swap out your driver and you'll get, Signs who huh. didn't make it a full lap. So instead of at least getting a Leclerc with single points, not double points. Yeah. What did I get? I got a guy who didn't make a it a lap. full lap on a double lap. points. So yeah. Incredible. So it's just like a big F you to you. Yeah. Thank you very much. For real. For real. Uh, James, what time does the race start Eastern time on Sunday? I believe it starts at two Eastern. Uh, two might be tough. So next time we get, uh, man, we yeah, can do we'll... Brazil, Brazil in a couple weeks. It'll be a yeah. little bit earlier. Yeah, let's do that. Start around. I would guess it might start noon Eastern. Yeah, let's let's shoot for that. I okay. can't. I, I got plans in the afternoon. Yeah, you're going to the Jets game, right? I was going to the Jets game. Now I got booked oh, for something sorry. else. So, oh, I, sorry. Uh, okay. Oh no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I thought you'd mentioned the Jets game. Yeah, I, just it happened like yesterday. I booked something that I, I gotta I gotta do now. So, um, cool. but James, man, thank you always for for coming on and and making this happen. We love doing this. Thanks. Have a good one. I appreciate All it. All right, we'll see you later, man. Uh, shout out, James. Uh, we will be back in a half hour for our first ever Live to Lock So Rare show. We'll do that. So if you are uh, thinking like, hey, what the hell do I buy or whatever, uh, not what do I buy, no financial advice, you're kidding me, but we're just going to build some lineups and get ready for some basketball. So uh, see you guys in a little bit. We are out of here.